That's the sound of a lemon bubble water. Hi, everybody. My name is Jordan Reed. And I'm Lindsay Reed. And this is Spooky Spouses, a podcast about ghosts and stuff. Each week, we talk about things like cryptozoology. Bubble water, probably again. <laughs> True crime. Uh, regular still water. Urban legends. Ah, uh, fun drinks, like a cheer wine. Anything spooky related. That's true. We usually don't talk about drinks. But every single week since we decided to do the show, eh, 2017, Lindsay will go get a regular water, I will go get a bubble water while we're, while we're there. We both research a topic separately of one another, come back inside of our house, and discuss what we've researched with each and every one of you and each other. And this week, I'm going to dedicate my portion of the show to bubble water. I'm going to dedicate my portion of the show to trees. Okay. <laughs> what's your favorite? Hey, everyone. Welcome to Tree Chat. Um, Lindsay, what's your well, favorite just, type of tree? I like a lot of trees, but I just feel bad for them right now because they're all bare here in Ohio. And they're all chilly and cold and sway. And yesterday we had really high winds and a lot of them fell apart. A lot of trees fell apart. A lot of trees around the woods in our house will fall down. Our power goes out. Yeah. When there's a lot of wind, it's, you know what it does? It wreaks havoc. There's a lot of trouble. There is a lot of trouble. Lindsay, I'm going to I'm going to put a cool effect on this part of my voice because I'm going to get serious. Ready? Okay. Lindsay, are you ready to cut the crap? Sure. <laughs> Do you want to try one? <laughs> I don't what am I supposed to be doing? Maybe just like say cut the crap in a really cool way, but I'm going to put a really cool effect on your voice. Okay. Um are you ready to stop that? Okay. Do you want to try one more? I thought you were no, going to say cut the No, I thought that one was pretty good. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm ready to cut the crap. Okay. Because you and I have a lot of stuff coming up that we need to announce at the top of the show. We do. First and foremost, on Thursday of this week, the... What's today? Monday. Yeah. The 19th. We are going to be doing another video game live stream with our good buddy Mason from I Don't Know Radio and just from Planet Earth in general. We, you know, aren't going to become like streamers, you know what I mean? We're just going to be dreamers. We're just going to be dreamers and like do an <laughs> occasional live stream because they're fun and it's a way for us to not be, you know, 34. But a part of the live stream is that Mason is collecting donations for a super top secret project that the scavengers network has coming up and during the live stream you can donate a dollar and that triggers a machine that mason built to spray him in the face with water yeah mason gets really demolished during these streams he does no pun intended right streams <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um we're going to be playing a not so secret game but it's about teamwork. We need to develop teamwork. And we figured it wouldn't be, you know, it's like around Thanksgiving time. It's not time for spooky games. But we're going to be doing a fun game, collecting money for a good cause. So if you want to join in, you can. It'll be at 8 p.m. this coming Thursday, Eastern Standard Time, the 19th, on the Scavengers Network Twitch channel. And I will put a link to the Twitch in the show notes in this show. It'll be fun. Be there. Be there or just be 
somewhere else, I guess. Uh, hey, also, we wanted to give a shout out to our good buddy, Jay Meeks Apothecary. Jay Meeks Apothecary sells some really amazing stuff. These hand poured candles that are absolutely beautiful. You can check everything out at jmeeksapothecary.com. Uh, we just got a little care package of a hand poured candle and some resin incense, and it smells absolutely wonderful. I know you also get Palo Santo in there, and it's just really, really beautiful stuff. Yeah, so Jay Meeks sent us a bunch of really good things, and you can order those exact same things. And we'll put more information in the show notes below. We'll also post a photo or two of some of the wonderful products that Jay Meeks Apothecary sent. But if you're looking for something for the holidays, look no further, farther, look nowhere else because maybe you can order some fun candles or some incense from J. Meek's Apothecary. And another big announcement, we are going to have our first big guest on the show very soon, and we're very excited about it. So we uh, have the privilege to sit down this coming Sunday and record an episode with our very good friend. He's, he's our friend now. He might not know it. Matt Stevens. So Matt Stevens is an ex-professional cyclist, a cycling commentator, a personality over in the UK, a very funny person. He's been talking to geese recently. He did a bunch of profiles on soup one time. You know, he's really up our alley. Yeah, he's absolutely wonderful. Um, And he's across the pond. He is across the old pond. He is. And it might, you know, you might be thinking, what on earth... Do ghosts and bikes have to do with one another? The answer is really nothing at all. But we like Matt. We think he's a wonderful person. And we're going to be talking with him about some fun ghost stuff and bikes and whatever else. And just, you know, laughing and giggling. So stay tuned for that episode. Well, I think that you are first this week. I think I am too. And I just got to say how much I love seltzer water. Wowee. See, I'm not, in, I'm not on team seltzer water. I know. You like still. I I'm, like chill. <laughs> I like you, chill water. You like you like water that's still and chill. I like a little sparkle in my life. Yeah. I mean, I usually like a little sparkle in my life, but I don't like a little of that carbonation in my chest. Yeah. Because of burps. Yeah. I can't burp. That's right. So yeah. So it hurts me. Yeah, yeah. So bubble water is scary for me. If anyone has a genie or if anyone has stumbled across a genie recently and one of and you're like, well, I can throw away one of my wishes. Can we request that one of those wishes is for Lindsay to learn how to burp? That would I just be, think some people great. can't do it. You're right. You and I knew a kid in high school who couldn't burp as well. Yeah, we just, the no burp club. Yeah. Okay, well. All right, great. Well, great. I'm I'm, it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to tell, do you want to say anything else about how much you hate it? No. Yeah. It's just, you get it. Me or everyone? Everyone. Yeah, they get it. Okay. So, Lindsay, I'm first this week, and I was thinking, wouldn't it be so fun to go to do a sort of a, you know, throwback Thursday and do some breaking booze from cryptozoologynews.com? Sure. Guess what doesn't really exist anymore? They took it down? They stopped updating the website. One of the, one of the last, or I think like the very last story that was updated on cryptozoologynews.com was one that we talked about on our show. Hmm. And it's sad. I well, miss it. <laughs> I 
I mean, it no. Hey, it's okay, very. It's I'm, so sad. I'm sad. When I saw that it wasn't there, the Sarah McLaughlin song in the arms of the angel started playing. Yeah, somewhere in the background, it was weird. It wasn't in my head. It wasn't on my phone. I just yeah. And heard then a it. car drove by, and you're like, oh, that was weird. It was- <laughs> Who? I wonder. Has anyone like? Well, I'm sure people have, but I was gonna ask. I wonder how many people have blasted that song in their cars. Because there are like certain songs you're like, okay, I need a good cry. I'm going to blast Sarah McLaughlin in the arms of the angels. Well, that song already was like a kind of an emotional song. And then they used it for those sad puppy kitty commercials. Oh, yeah. Of the shelters. And they just made it worse. Like they have forever ruined that song now. I think, you know... With that song, they were... I mean, don't get me wrong. I want to rescue every animal that needs rescuing. Oh, yeah. But it was like, with that one, you're laying it on really thick. Yeah. And then, like, showing all that footage of the sad animals, it's... Yeah. I mean, I guess you don't want to put a happy song. Like, you don't want Pharrell's happy playing (laughs) while these animals are in cages. No. I think they just got together and they're like, all right, we need a sad song. Which one do we not mind ruining? forever that one that one because it's like who's listening to the song and not crying already they could have put like adele or something on there but then they didn't want to ruin adele adele well i mean adele was already getting ruined enough by the radio yeah so then you could put adele on there what's the one someone like you or whatever that they that they were playing for years and years and years and years yeah you put that one with the dogs as well that one would also be sad you could put who let the dogs out (laughs) okay and then like but just slowed down (laughs) the party was jump or whatever the lyrics are something about the the party was jumping <laughs> wow what a silly song anyways. Yeah, it's anyways. Really fun. anyways anyways well that's i'm really sorry that cryptozoology.com does not exist anymore i am too and you know i know this is a long shot uh but if anyone knows anybody who ran the website or who is in, who's associated with the website Reach out to us. Let us know well, what happened. You don't know for sure that it's not, it doesn't exist anymore. It exists still. They it just, just haven't updated. Yeah. But think about this year. I mean, nobody's out and about. I mean, maybe cryptids are not out and about either. But I feel like more people are out and about exploring like, you know, yeah. little woodland journeys or, you know, maybe people are like looking for fairies and trolls or something in the woods. Maybe everybody's just so over the crap of what's happening this year that they're just like, I saw a fairy and a troll. I don't care. Yeah, I don't care. 2020 still sucks. <laughs> 2020 it <laughs> still sucks. <laughs> you know, if there were to be a year where you would go outside and finally see a Bigfoot and go, who cares? And then come home and just take a nap or get abducted by aliens. Yeah, I got abducted. Big whoop. Doesn't matter. Well, speaking of of encounters with unusual creatures. Yeah. This story popped up on the subreddit Humanoid Encounters by Reddit user A Talking Pizza Box, Hmm. which is it's a it's a unique name. It's an original name. Yeah. But. This is, again, I, I've said a few times like, oh, this is the type of story that really resonates with me. That really just kind of makes me go, you know, pardon my French, ooh la la. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What's up with, what's up with saying ooh la la? Uh, Bon appetit. This is the kind of story that makes me go, bon appetit. (laughs) You know what was really funny? Okay. I'm sorry. I don't care. It's a little bit rambly this episode. Um, Buckle up everybody. But the things that I think are funny are things are like the things that I, when my brother Brad, who is again, he's 43 years old. 
-hmm. When he thinks something is funny, the fact that he thinks something is funny, to me, that's funny. So yeah. when so when bone appetite, when people started mispronouncing it like bone apple teeth, yeah, he would say that a lot, and he would text that to me a lot. And the fact that he thought that was really funny, I thought that was really funny. Bone apple teeth. Okay, so what's so here's happening? my story. So here's my story. <laughs> bone apple teeth, everybody. Here oh, we go. Oh boy. The title of this story is Encounters in Homes. Yeah. Which usually when you think of humanoid encounters, I think for the most part, they've been like in the woods or, you know, wherever else. Right. You think in the house like ghosts. Exactly. Like ghosts are in the house. Ghosts stay in the house. Humanoids stay outside. Yeah. Cool. That's the rule. But it's not anymore, I guess. <laughs> no, it's not. They can be all up in your grill inside hmm. your home. Okay, here's the story. The scariest humanoid encounters I've read of are ones involving the witness being in their house, usually the bedroom at night, and then something that simply doesn't belong appears. These include the very strange phenomenon, bedroom animals, that I've seen talk of here. These include a hippo head coming out of a closet, an ape wearing overalls, and a zebra man. Then there are the encounters with entities that look like Muppets, one involving Ernie coming out of a closet and tickling the witness, which might have been sleep paralysis. One unique entity was the meat man that someone on 4chan described seeing in their bathroom that had interacted with the sink as they heard it turn on. Anyone know of encounters like these? I find them fascinating. So... The zebra guy and the hippo yep. face, hippo those head. are normal ones. They're normal enough that to where... That more than one person has seen them? <laughs> that this person's probably scrolling like, another zebra man story? Another yeah. hippo face? Another Ernie from Burton from Sesame but Street? But Ernie and Meat Man are not common. Those are just random ones. Those are the ones that are, yeah, kind of the outliers. Like, does any... Okay. And, this, and a talking pizza box is looking for more stories that kind of, you know, maybe include an Ernie or a Big Bird or a Meat Man or something like that. But he brought up sleep paralysis, so wouldn't that kind of just tell you that that's probably what it is i mean it very well could but if that's the case i've never heard because you know you you hear about someone's sleep paralysis demon being usually right. a tall shadowy figure right i have never in my life heard of anyone say oh my sleep paralysis demon is ernie from burton ernie i mean what's scarier <laughs> though a demon shadow or Ernie comes Ernie. out of your closet. Ernie is, Ernie is significantly scarier than a Bert shadow figure. not as scary. No, Ernie. Ernie's scarier than Bert. Because you don't expect it from Ernie. And Ernie's a little sassier, I think, too. Isn't Ernie sassier? No, and... Bert, Bert is the one who's kind of furrow-browed, oh, yeah, a little sassier. Grumpy. So I would expect oh. that from Bert. But Ernie, the the yeah. the gigglier one of the of the pair, I would not expect, you know, Melissa... Uh, like Ernie being malicious. Yeah. I mean, I guess it kind of makes me feel... I'm always scared of sleep paralysis because I don't think I've ever experienced it. So it kind of makes me feel better that if I do, I'm hoping I get the hippo or zebra man. I would honestly, if I knew something was about to happen and it was one of these things, I would be praying for a zebra man. 
And I don't even know what that means. Well, is it like mostly zebra kind of man or is it mostly man, a little bit of zebra? I don't know. I picture anthropomorphized zebra, a zebra with, oh, it's really creepy to think of the zebra with hands. I'm just thinking of a zebra that walks (laughs) upright, a bipedal zebra. Okay. Who knows, you know, basic human English. Try sleep, no sleep now, me zebra. I don't want anything to do with the meat man. I don't know what that is. I don't want that. Sink. I don't. I just think of like a lot of meat. (laughs) I just don't like it. Now, when you think of meat man, do you think of a collection of raw ground beef moving around, or do you think of like slabs of meat that kind of slip and slide around? No, like a man made out of meat. Oh, yeah, but like what type of meat? Like ground beef style? Just like all sorts of types, you know, like little T-bone steaks and what other little meats, patties. You know? <laughs> little patties. <laughs> <laughs> little patties, maybe some tofu shorts, because like he's trying to be healthier for the year. I do like the fact that your meat man is wearing tofu shorts. Yeah. How short or how long are the tofu shorts? Well, they're, you know, they do the job, but they're not, you know, there's not a lot to them because tofu can be kind of expensive. You like know? running short length, like really short. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking like the old Dickies shorts that everyone wore when we were in high school, like oh. in the in the 2000s, the one that were essentially just really short jinkos. Yeah. Because they went down to your ankles. Why I even never wear liked shorts? Those. I liked them a lot, but so did yeah, a lot of my did, friends. You did wear those a and lot. Like, you 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 would wear them in like really bright colors, like bright orange. Um, that's all I can really think of now. I remember for Halloween one time I dressed up with those long pants on and I dressed like the guys did in high school with like the tube socks and like a beanie (laughs) and like a hoodie. And then they made fun of me. And then I thought it was really funny because I'm like, you do know that I'm dressed up like how you dress every day. Yeah, what a prank. It was prank. like my weird inside joke because, you know, I was that cool of a person. I was like, I have an inside joke with myself. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's so funny, Lindsay? Oh, I'm just thinking of something that I like. <laughs> gotcha, but you'll never know. <laughs> okay, so in the comments of this story, there are a few quick little stories uh, that I thought were interesting that kind of sort of relate to, you know, your hippo head, okay. your ape wearing overalls. Oh, yeah. I forgot about the ape. But the ape Forget wearing overalls. That. No. But the ape wearing overalls is the most, I guess, like standard of all of these. Yeah, but I don't, I just don't like monkeys. Imagine if you come home and you're like, why is there, why is, did someone get in the trash? And there is an ape wearing overalls oh, inside no, of your I house. Did, I did just buy two pairs of overalls. Okay, well, they're not like, small a, enough for an ape, are they? Well, I have a recipe for ape disaster. Because they're going to come in. So it's like I baited them hold now. On. I've hold baited on. them with my overall hold purchases. On. So are you, you're saying, I'm not going to ask you if you are, because this is what you're saying, that if there are overalls in your house. Yeah, the more overalls you have. know they're there. Yeah. And they're like, got to get to that house because they have overalls in that house. It's not like, oh, there's a bunch of, you know, loose food everywhere. It's I can tell that that this house has overalls for me to put on. Yeah, that's why people see apes in overalls. Oh, okay. That's pretty standard, I guess. Okay. Uh, One person says, I had a shadow being enter my bedroom and move to the end of the bed. It was a five-foot cloaked figure, an older woman. I asked her what she wanted, and she told me she was curious. I told her... I told her to be curious. I was going back to sleep. Well, that's pretty gutsy. Yeah. And also, I think that this person's um, keyboard messed up because the last sentence 
all of their B's were replaced with N's, but I mm-hmm. just corrected it. So it actually reads, I told her to knee curious. I was going knack to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> so that was funny. And then someone asked for a link to the hippo story. This person says, one time my dad was in Mexico. My parents were still young and living in Mexico. Long story short, which people always put at the top of a long story, even though it's not going to be right. short. My dad went to visit my mom in the nearby village slash town, and it was kind of in the country. After he left, he said he was walking on an incline of a road going uphill. But while he was walking up the hill, he heard something behind him, and it was nighttime. So you hate to hear that. Right. He turned around and didn't see a person, but he saw a skeleton covered in fire rolling up the hill. So that's just one thing that this person's... Like in somersault position, rolling? I, see, I was thinking just laying down like a log, just kind of oh. rolling up the hill. Flip, 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 flip. Mm-hmm. Hmm. But I do like somersault better than rolling up the hill, like uh, how I how I said it. Yeah, that's, a, that's weird. Did it stop? Did it go away? Did it vanish? The storyteller doesn't say. He just says that his father got scared. <laughs> <laughs> Well, okay, yeah. so it's like you kind of wrote this or set us up with the story, got to the good part and was like, I don't know. To be continued. And that's basically <laughs> it. Season two coming next year. <laughs> Season two. Follow my Reddit. Another person says, funny how these entities are always near water. Now, when I read this, I went, okay, I guess I could maybe see this, maybe, because they they also talk about how paranormal activity spikes around water because water acts as like an energy source. Yeah. You know, who knows? It's it's a stretch, but okay, I can I can see where they're going. So maybe okay. this is saying that humanoids like water because there's something paranormal about a humanoid. I don't really know. But then it says this. I saw a humanoid lizard person when a sink was running. But I wasn't asleep. It was also right across the street from a river. So that's just what that person said really what? quick. Uh, I guess there was a sink running in their house and they saw a lizard person. And then it was across the street. Well, where this sighting happened, they mm-hmm. it was across the street from a river. So not only was there a river across oh. the street, but there was also a sink on in their house and they saw... Well, yeah, there's like water everywhere. We need water, water to survive. <laughs> there's water. <laughs> usually, usually you're very close to water. Like right now, think the listener right now, are you close to a water source? Yes or no? Most likely your answer is going to be yes. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and if you're not, then you're in trouble. But yeah. thank you for listening to our podcast while you're in trouble. Yeah, isn't that nice? It's really nice. And then some people just in the comments were saying how much they don't like reptiles. And then I went back uh, and circled uh, Hippo Head and uh, Zebra Man. I just made a little circle of that. Cool. And then here's a... No- okay, so really quick. What do you think of those stories? Were they creepy? Were they kind of creepy? Uh, no, it kind of, to me, it seems like stories of sleep paralysis. Like, I don't think that they're made up. I just think that there's an explanation. And as far as the water thing, you know how I feel about it. If you're, you're, yeah, you're going to be by water. So would you say. Especially if you're a lizard person. I'm trying to do a segue into the next one. Uh, So would you say that maybe these people might have been vaping something? And they saw humanoids. Sure, sure. Weird, because I have a little quick story about oh. a vape. <laughs> oh, boy. Were you going to say, oh, thank God. <laughs> oh, boy. Thank God. <laughs> so this is from the subreddit. This is this is, this reads like a poem. Uh-huh. This is from the subreddit Glitch in the Matrix. And it's by the subreddit user Waffle Hacksor. 
which mm. is very cool. Here's the story. Vape keeps charging itself. I haven't charged my vape in over two weeks. It usually only lasts one week. Last night, it was at 52%. Today, it's at 77%. It just wants to vape. So what about what do you think about that, Brainiac, about a haunted vape that charges itself? I don't know. It depends on what you're vaping. If you're vaping some wacky tobacco... Then maybe you misread it and it wasn't at 50%. Maybe it was 100 and now it's 70. See, I thought you were going to say because they were squonking so much juice in their vape yeah. that the juice interacted with the vape and created a charge because mm. the squonking of the juice is too powerful for the vape to handle. So it absorbs the energy. Maybe they just had a ghost liquid. Maybe they had ghost liquid? Yeah. And the ghost like lived off the energy. What do you think would happen if you turned, really quick, because we have to go to Haunted Housekeeping, what do you think would happen if you turned ghosts into liquid form? You can't do that already? I don't know. Can you? I don't know. I thought you could liquidate ghosts. Liquidate. <laughs> <laughs> now, that does mean sell them for very cheap. <laughs> that too. <laughs> I mean, you'd have to sell a ghost for very cheap. Yeah, I don't know a lot of people who'd want to, but well, I guess like people buy haunted dolls for a lot That's of money. True. But like, what What do you think you would even do? Okay, so say someone went, mm. hey, Lindsay, you want to buy this ghost liquid? It was actually a ghost, but now it's liquid form in a vial. What would you do with it? Gut I don't instinct. know. I think it would just be a cool decorative piece. Like that kind of like makes me think like, oh, that might be a business opportunity like that someone's just sitting on. To like liquid, to capture a ghost, liquefy it. Liquefied ghost vials. And then you have like a cool little vial and it almost looks like that iridescent sort of like, you know, like how some soaps like kind of look iridescent. Like yeah. when you put them in water, like maybe like that and you wear it around your neck like a necklace. You could do that. Or so, like maybe you, I don't know, just put it on your shelf. Yeah. If you don't want to travel with it. Yeah. Because I don't know if you're, you could, you would be allowed to travel. Well, I guess it's, if it's under three ounces. Yeah, you put it in a plastic bag. You can fly with it. Yeah, you can fly with that. <laughs> cool. Okay, cool. Well, what, a, what a good discussion we had. You can fly with ghost liquid. Yeah, you sure can. Hmm. That's as long as it meets the requirements. Yeah, it has to be under the three ounces. And if not, it has to be in a bag. Yeah, thank you very much. Yep. Okay, Linz. Well, thank you for listening to the stories I found. Yeah, thanks. I hope they weren't too spooky. They were so spooky. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, cool. Something scary. Well, you know, honestly, the scariest thing was like Ernie coming out of your closet. Well, yeah, it's terrifying because, again, Ernie's the friendlier of the two puppets. Yeah, but I could see him turning. Yeah. Mm. No, thanks. Okay, well, let's go to the Haunted Housekeeping Zone. And then when we come back, we'll just, you know, do more stuff. That sounds great. Okay, well, we will see each and every one of you in the very haunted Haunted Housekeeping Zone in three, two, one. Well, yeehaw, saddle up, partners, and hop on your haunted, headless horse, and welcome to the Haunted Housekeeping Zone. Why don't you come along with us? If you have any questions regarding haunted, headless horses, a cryptid that you once saw and behind your house. Maybe just a cupboard that keeps talking to you. If there's a particular pair of shoes that when you put on, you see nothing but ghosts. Or an Ikea table that you just can't seem to put together by yourself. If you're dealing with any of these things specifically, or anything just kind of spooky and unexplainable, and you want to ask us about it, or even just tell us, you can. You can call our haunted hotline. The the phone number is 
800-816-2667 or 803-816-BOOZE. That's the scarier number, and I like that one better. That's fine, and that's just Lindsay's preference. You can call our haunted hotline or text it any time of day or any time of night, and please don't worry, it will go directly to voicemail so you don't have to talk to a human being at all. We'll do our best to give you probably mediocre advice, or maybe you just want to have us talk about it. We can talk about it. Again, the phone number is 803-816-2667 or 803-816-BOOZE. And if you happen to be looking for some really spooky but also extremely fashion-forward pants or shorts, or just drip in general, you can check out our friends over at Native Language Clothing. It's spooky cozy season, so why not have spooky cozy drip? Yeah, you can get yourself a really cool hoodie and matching shorts and wear them around your house when you're just, you know, having a pumpkin spice latte with almond milk. They have like Sherpa shorts and they're tie-dye, so it's like the best of both worlds. You can go to nativelanguageclothing.com or check out their Instagram, Native Language Clothing, and do some clicking and some scrolling. And at checkout, you can use the promo code SPOOKYSPOUSES, all one word, all lowercase, and get 30% off your entire order. And that's a lot of percent off. That's a spooky sale. (laughs) Yeah, it is. So again, that's Native Language Clothing. Use the promo code SPOOKYSPOUSES, all one word, all lowercase at checkout, and get 30% off. Say you have your comfy native language shorts on and you're like, you know, I just need a really cool spooky shirt to go with this. You can go check out our friends at DiscountCemetery.com. There you'll find things like Kubrick stuff, the burbs, and don't tell mom the babysitter's dead, which is a super cool shirt. Or you can just literally get a shirt that says cemetery on it. I did. Lindsay did. And it's wonderful. So check out our friends at Discount Cemetery on Instagram, Twitter, or Doc. Our show is a proud member of the Scavengers Network family of podcasting friends and podcasting podcasters. You can go to scavengersnetwork.com and check out some of the other great shows on the network. Or you can go to spookyspousescast.com, do some scrolling around, check out some of our cool merch on there that Lindsay designed. And then from there, you can also check out the Scavengers Network website. Sounds great. And as always, we would like to thank each and every one of you for listening to our show, for supporting our show, and most importantly, for telling people about our show. Thank you, spooky buddies, and stay spooky. And now, here is an advertisement in audio form for a podcast that we enjoy. Hey, little mama, let me whisper in your ear and tell you about the comedy podcast Unnatural 20s. Do we really want to limit ourselves to just saying we're only a comedy podcast? You're right. We have a lot to offer, like intellectual conversations. Well, did you guys know Australia once lost a war entirely to emus? Do you think emus frown upside down because they're in Australia? Like they're below the equator? Yeah, duh. Health and fitness. Pasta is great, but you usually have a lot of extras, but have no fear. Thigh-warmed pasta is here. Plop the bag of leftover pasta on your thighs and eat those puppies like popcorn. We have microwaves. I have thighs. You know what? Actually, we can never decide what we're going to talk about, and that's why we leave the fate of each episode up to the rolls of a D20. So download Unnatural 20s on your favorite podcast app and roll with us every Monday. Welcome back, Bigfoot Hunters. That was a cool one. Yeah. 
Yeah. Do you want to try another one? You're going to stick with that. Uh, welcome back, cryptozoology explorers. That was good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to just jump into my topic? I have like some random stuff. Was well, there anything like you want to get off your chest, or are you feeling? Mm, I don't know. I'm just drinking some tea here. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> There's a little honey in it. You've been really digging hot honey lately. Oh my gosh. You love hot honey. If I can just, you know, I never, it was one of those things you see in the store and you go, I know I'm going to love this mm-hmm. a lot right now. Love hot honey. Yeah, you really do love it. Hoo-wee. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> okay, you want to talk about some weird stuff? I also like fig jam now. Well, you've always liked figs. I've loved figs. And yeah. jams and jellies. So wh- I don't know what makes you think that you that's a surprise. Well, I guess just because we bought it recently twice in the last like two weeks and it's just been gone very quick. We've been buying condiments. <laughs> yeah, love good. <laughs> we, we're getting crazy up here. We love condiments. Okay, I'm ready now. Okay, I just have some weird stories that have been kind of happening in the news. Okay, this and is great. And I feel like lately has been like very on brand with the spooky spouses. Like I passed some stories up because I was like, this is too much our thing. Wow. Like I was like, there's just too many. I have to just pick and choose a few here and there. Well, what a good problem to have, you know? I guess so. I mean, earlier this week, we found out about that helicopter in California. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was transporting a heart for, I think, an organ donor. I think it was a heart. Yeah, it was a heart. And it crashed on the top of the building. Not a fatal crash, but it did crash. No, everybody was fine. That's why we're talking about it, and it's okay. But like... (laughs) They transported this organ. The helicopter tips over and crashes. They get everybody else out and they get the organ out as well. And then the doctor drops it and then manages to save it. So it's like everybody's like, you know, laughing about this. And first of all, everybody's okay. So, okay, fine. You can. This is silly. Yeah. But like nobody thinks that this heart is like cursed. The heart is for sure cursed. Like It's cursed. The heart was from someone bad, and they were keeping it, and maybe they grabbed the wrong heart. Like, maybe there was a sign on the, like, Yeti cooler or whatever that was holding the heart. It was like, don't touch this heart. And the person saw it was like, that's obviously a joke that Larry, Larry loves jokes. Then grabbed it and was like, oh, it's cursed. But I thought it was a crazy story. Okay, so anyways, the stories that I have is a stolen Bigfoot statue was found alongside the road in Santa Cruz County. In California? Uh, yeah, he was stolen from the Bigfoot Discovery Museum, and the Scotts Valley Police Department said he was a little banged up, but he returned to his rightful place. Um, I guess it scared a bunch of people because they were driving at night, and they saw a huge Bigfoot statue on the side of the road. I wonder how soon it's going to be until you get an influx of reports <laughs> from Santa Cruz County. I saw Bigfoot, but I'm pretty sure it didn't. it didn't think... It thought that if it moved, we'd see him. Maybe Bigfoot's think our vision is based on movement. Well, what I kind of thought of is like people that did see it. This statue was only four foot tall. It wasn't a life like what I guess life size what a Bigfoot should be. So I just imagine like kind of how the Dumb and Dumber is like, you know, the movie how they're like, I expected the Rocky Mountains to be a little rockier (laughs) than this. But I expect people to be like, I thought Bigfoot was going to be a little bigger. I thought Bigfoot was like big yeah and not like it's all like a four footer medium foot (laughs) medium foot 
Um, and do you then, think, wait, really quick. Yeah. Do you think that is like a sort of weird thing, like a discrepancy in reports for Bigfoot? If people were like, oh, I saw an adolescent Bigfoot because mm-hmm. everyone is expecting Bigfoot to be big. Yeah. What if it's just a medium foot? Yeah, like I would imagine people are all different shapes and sizes. Yeah, could be a full grown foot, just medium size. Or what if like Bigfoot was like really, really small, like tiny, How like tiny? ant How size. Tiny? Oh, like little baby <laughs> that's size? That's why we haven't seen them, yeah. Maybe they're getting smaller and smaller over time, and it's like an evolutionary trait because like, what's the thing they all notice about us? We're big. They even have a name, Bigfoot. I don't love the name, but that's what they call us. Let's get little. Let's get little. Let's just get lil. (laughs) Uh, The next one basically is just a sentence because it kind of just explains exactly what happened. Um, Does this read like a poem at all? or? I guess if you want it to, Ooh. it's kind of a sad one. Oh, okay. Um, eel burst out of flying heron's stomach, alien style. Beg pardon? What happened? <laughs> so a heron was flying and an eel that it obviously had eaten whole decided to bust its way out of its stomach while in flight. Oh, and a fell. heron. Yeah. I thought you meant... An eel bursts its way out of someone's hair and also their stomach. No, a flying heron. So a heron ate an eel and went, no need to chew, swallowed it whole. It was flying away and went, in retrospect, would have been smart if I chewed it and then... Alien style, eel busts out, falls to the ground, killing the heron as well. Imagine seeing that in real life. Yeah, there's a video of it. Um, there is? Or at least pictures. Ugh. Um, yeah, it's just coming right out of his stomach. Wowee, huh? <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty interesting. Imagine like imagine being like a budding a budding birder and you're out with your bird watching group for the first time and the leader is like, Oh, there's a heron right over there. Wait, what the heck? <laughs> and then everyone's like, like, Oh my god, I can't believe it. And then it's a metaphor, and then they do all these things to, like, you know, s- protect themselves because they feel like they're cursed. And yeah. It's actually kind of rude on the heron's part to do that in front of people. Yeah. Well, the heron should have ate the eel. Chew it. Chew your food. Chew it. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure it's dead. Do you think birds can chew their food more? They just choose not to because they're, like, showing off? No, I mean, they don't really chew it, but you got to kill it. Well, like, if you see, like, it. a seagull eat or, like, a pelican, they just yeah, go... Just... Bleh, 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 bleh. I wonder if that happens a lot with them because they just swallow like fish and stuff. Maybe if they get an eel. Yeah. Or maybe they know better. Maybe if they get an eel or like a baby shark. Yeah. Or like a like or an like alligator. A baby human. Or like a baby human. And it punches its way out of the stomach. <laughs> yeah. Okay, this next one actually is such a big fear of mine. And it's so weird because I'm not usually in the situation very often. But like... I think it would be very majestic and very terrifying at the same time. Majestic and terrifying? Yeah. Okay, I'm ready for this. So there is a video of this, and it was two women that were kayaking near a California beach. Oh, I think I know what it is. Um. Yeah, did you see it? No, but just knowing you and your fear and kayaking, I, I think I know what it is. Yeah. Well, that they were kayaking, they were watching whales. Yes. And they were watching a a pod of humpback whales. And one of the ladies was videotaping it on her phone. And actually, all the fish came over to them. Oh, no. 
And she just said, oh, no, it's too close. Um, And she was recording this. And she said, all of a sudden, I lifted up and I was then in the water. She said, I think. I'm thinking to myself, I'm going to push. Like, I'm going to push a whale out of the way. It was the weirdest thought. I'm thinking, I'm dead. I'm dead. And she thought it was going to land on her and crush her. Um, So a humpback whale actually had wandered away from the pod and had breached right by the two-person kayak. And in the video, it looks like they are in the whale's mouth. Now, they are not. They happened to, he breached, the water came up and capsized them. Yeah, yeah. And came back down and missed them. But yeah, it's one thing already like, okay, you could be in its mouth and that's bad. Very, You're going to get crushed. Say, some would say very bad. <laughs> You're going to get crushed. Or you miss its mouth and when it goes back down, it crushes you because it lands on you. So... All seriousness or like realistic things aside, because yes, this is terrifying. Wouldn't you kind of like to be in a whale's belly and like be alive and like look around and be like, wow, this is what it's like in here? It wouldn't be like that. Don't you think there'd be like... No, its mouth would just crush your body. But what if you like got swallowed whole and you're in the belly of a whale? This is not Moby Dick. And then you're looking, you're like, oh, there's even like lights strung (laughs) up in here. I always picture there being lights on the like ceiling of the the stomach. Like... Oh, and there's like fish. Yeah, those iridescent fish. Yeah, just like a bunch. Yeah, a bunch of bioluminescent (laughs) fish stuck to the top, and there's like, you know, someone who's been there for years. Or you got swallowed too, or did you? And a bunch of pirates (laughs) and skeletons and like. So did you see this video? No, no, I haven't seen this video at all. I just know that you and I have. You and I have been watching videos of like whale watching and stuff because you love whales. I do, and I've heard you say multiple times. If we were ever kayaking and a whale came up, I would you I think you probably said something like you'd throw up, you'd choose to pass away, you'd be very <laughs> scared or something like that. Well, it's because it's not like they're there to hurt you. They're just very big and unaware of their power. Yeah, kind of like I mean just like me in my arms, you know, it's it's difficult. Like yeah, I don't know. Kind of the same I don't thing. realize how strong I am. <laughs> but how terrifying. That That's would be so terrifying. So, so terrifying. But added bonus, you get swallowed a little bit and you get to hang out in the stomach for a second and like have a conversation with a pirate or whatever else. Well, they were okay and they got the footage and I guess they have a really crazy story in their lives now. They sure do. Yeah, they absolutely do. And the and the crazy story is that they literally came face to face with a whale and were capsized and the Walmart yodeling kid went viral faster than their video, I'm sure, did. That's the <laughs> oh, craziest sure. story. Uh, the next story I have <laughs> is... Have you actually watched that video? Yeah, I, I get it. Totally. Just oh yodeling in a Walmart. Gosh. Just yodeling. Anyways, <laughs> um, the next story I have was a father and son were walking around a San, San Francisco's Golden Gate Park. Okay. So they were just walking around. When the kid starts saying stuff like, this is insane, and the dad got out his phone also to record what was happening, a group of 14 raccoons emerged from the bushes. 14? 14, to confront the father and son. Confront? (laughs) (laughs) They all surrounded the father and son. Surrounded? (laughs) And then 
a coyote showed up. What are you talking about? <laughs> did, did 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 like did some did some crow put a hit out on his father and son? <laughs> Okay, listen up, everybody. These guys, I saw them littering, and I need you to go rough them up. <laughs> well, I thought of this story because it was like we had, I think it was Eli calling yeah. about the Raccoon Society. Yeah. And now 14 of them come out of the bushes in San Francisco and swarm a father and son. That's, okay, so how many raccoons, for real, don't, and don't say one, unless that's your real answer. Yeah. How many, ra- don't say this unless you want to say that. Yeah. How many raccoons need, would need to come out of a bush and surround you for you to be legitimately scared? I would say four is a good number. Four, you would be legitimately scared if four surrounded you. Yeah, because it's like one and two, it's like, okay, they're probably together. Three, they're probably a family. Kick them. Four, it's like, whoa, you're you're a cult now. What's going on? There's, this is a group now. There's a small group of you. <laughs> okay. How many coyotes? Probably one, for me at least. Yeah. Well, the father videotaped it and said, this is insane. It feels like the end of days. What happened? Did they like steal his wallet or anything or they just leave? No, they ended up leaving, but they had the footage of these animals coming out. And when they showed this footage to the park rangers and stuff, the park rangers assumed it's because people have been feeding the animals. So now they're coming out. But 14 of them in broad daylight. I mean, these are raccoons coming out in daytime. If there were... And a coyote. Exactly. (laughs) If, If 14 raccoons... Yeah. surrounded the you and i you and i went you know we we saved up all of our money we went on a beautiful trip to beautiful san francisco we were you know eating uh what's the word what's that cool food chiapino or something like that that like really sure. cool like seafood soup we were just living it up yeah and then we go to the golden gate park and then all of a sudden 14 raccoons come out and yeah. surround us and then one coyote, you know, pardon my French, but I would say, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> I would yell that. Do you think the coyote was like, just thought he was a raccoon? Or do you think he was like the leader of the raccoons? No, I don't think he was a leader. I think the coyote just kind of was like, maybe they'll, maybe they won't notice I'm here. Or the coyote being, you know, a dog was like, what are you doing? I'm excited. Or maybe the coyote was just like us. And he was like, I got to see where this is going. Oh, maybe the coyote was just observing the <laughs> yeah. uh, like raccoon gang fight He's or like, whatever. I gotta see this gang fight. I would be so legitimately, <laughs> like I'm not kidding you. <laughs> that would scare me more than being capsized by a humpback whale. Yeah, that would legitimately scare me uh, a lot more, a lot more than that. Well, yeah, of course. You'd be more scared by 14 raccoons as well. Yeah. And one coyote plus one coyote. Yeah, the coyote is just like, okay, you're an appetizer or something. I don't know. Yeah. You're not the scary part. So that is so many raccoons. Um, Let's head on over to Georgia. Speaking of raccoons. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was also caught on video. All of these videos were very interesting to watch. Like, stuff is getting crazy. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> um, there was a deputy that was handing out paperwork. I think she was doing, like, court subpoenas or something. And usually what she does is she'll take the car and kind of get out of the car, leave the door open, run it to the mailbox, and get back in the car. Well, she came back to the car and she found a goat that was in there eating all her paperwork. 
A goat. Yeah, a goat was just in the in the cop car eating her paperwork. Oh, wow. Um, she managed to get the goat out of the car, but it was very unhappy, and it delivered a headbutt to the deputy's knees. Um, oh. It knocked her down before hoofing all over her and leaving the scene. Oh, it hoofed her? Does that mean Trot like kicked her and punched her? I don't know. Her? It just says hoofing it. I'm a, I got hoofed. Is that what you would say if you got trampled by know, a goat? I don't know. I guess. Do you think it sounded like this? Hold on. <laughs> Maybe or even like, worse. Or like this. <laughs> oh! And then you yell while you're getting hoofed. I'm being hoofed. I'm hoofed. I'm getting hoofed. What I thought about when I heard this story was like, goat or ghost, you tell me. Yeah. What, do you, wait, is that the real term for getting trampled by a know. hooved animal? I don't I know. Got, I just got it from the... I hope it's not like a bad word. I got hoofed. <laughs> wait, you mean stepped on? No, I was hoofed. Hoofed. I mean, you weren't... Yeah, they have hooves. They have little hooves. I you get know. hoofed. I mean, some people say trampled, but I guess the smaller the animal, you might just get hoofed a bit. Yeah, so like, what a bummer <laughs> of a day. How was work? I got hoofed. What do you mean? <laughs> You know, trampled by a small animal with hooves. I got hoofed. Yeah. I mean, not only did it eat her paperwork, it got in there and like ruined her seats and then it headbutted her and then ran away, hoofed her (laughs) and ran away. There's something, there's something about, I don't know like what type of animal this is going to, okay, now bear with me. This is going to sound so dumb. I don't know what type of animal a goat is. Now I know they're mammals. Okay, I told hey. you. I told you. Okay. I told you. Okay. I don't know what type of animal a goat is. A ram, a sheep. Goat. But like the types of animals that love headbutting a mm-hmm. lot. Maybe is there like a name for those? Like, uh, I don't know, mean ones, mean mammals? I guess. But there is something about those animals and their disdain for human beings and anything. The fact that they just look at something, they go, I hate that thing. And they want to headbutt it and hoof it. Yeah. To me, is very funny. Yeah, we just wanted to eat the paperwork. Like there's there's some video of some ram or some sheep or whatever terrorizing some people in like a little town, just running back and forth and just really hitting people. Yeah. And their yards and just complete and total disdain for those people. I my, think it's very funny. I remember my dad brought home a goat one time and all it did was <laughs> headbutt my brother and try to eat its jeans. <laughs> like he just wanted to demolish my brother that's so funny goats goats uh the last one that i have i think you're really gonna like um well well, i love the goat one so (laughs) we'll head on over to new mexico on route 66 Ooh. um so somebody was traveling on route 66 in the new mexico area and they happened to also get this on video but a portable toilet was just rolling down the road. Rolling down the road, huh? So it was just wheeling down the road. A, vi- a virtual video showed a porta potty rolling down a busy intersection of Mother Road as curious motorists looked on. Several guests appeared to have dislodged the mobile toilet and forced it down a journey through the road at once connected Chicago to L.A. So now I want to know why you think I would like this story a lot. Now be careful. Because it's a traveling poop porta potty. That's what I thought you were going to say. So it's like not, it, the <laughs> thing is, is like, it's not just that object traveling down the road. There's yeah. also poops and peas going with it. Yeah, you're right. So 
You got poops and peas. <laughs> Traveling. Yeah, a bunch of people that were taking footage of it were putting the song Dust in the Wind by Kansas behind it as oh, it traveled really down nice. the road. That's really nice. But that was the last story that I had. Like you said, I passed up stories because it was like, no, this is too much. This is too much for one week. And then you passed up one. You're like, well, I got to put the poop and pee one in there. Well, I knew that one had to go in there. I mean, it is a good one. Yeah, it is yeah. a good one. It's very nice. Yeah, there was... I mean, there's all this stuff about aliens because now that's all coming out and you have whistleblowers coming out. And, oh, yeah. Like there's import, like really big, important stuff happening. But I felt like the poop and pee needed to happen. You know, and I think that in and of itself was a poem. Again, this has been one of our most poetic episodes. <laughs> but I think that's also a metaphor for our show. Yeah. Yes, there are important things going on. And yes, we're all handling them in our own ways, in our own lives. Mm -hmm. But sometimes you need to talk about a traveling porter potty yeah sometimes you need to talk about someone playing dust in the wind to a giant rectangle full of poop and pee <laughs> traveling down a highway just to just to take a break for a sec yeah wow well i'm glad we can be the traveling porter potty for all of our listeners <laughs> <laughs> you know what i thought about it. i'm like oh man it would have been such good advertising if we had like a big old spooky spouse sticker on that porta potty and it was just shooting down the road wouldn't that be fun that would be really good advertising now i just want to put stickers on porta potties and knock them over Oh, just leave them just straight up. Just let them do their thing and then, you know, you know. I think we need to start putting more stickers or like um, like T-shirts or like tiny T-shirts on wild animals. Mm. So then you like see it, like you get hoofed by a goat. Be like, I got headbutted and hoofed by a goat. But it was it, wearing a Spooky Spouse's shirt. Yeah, it ate all my stuff, but it was wearing some <laughs> shirt that said like Sporty Spice or something. It was like an SPSP. I think it's a Sporty Spicers <laughs> or something like that. Or like Spigot Spaghetti. It says, again, S-P-S-P. -S -P. Imagine if that humpback whale was wearing a Spooky Spouse's t-shirt. Wouldn't that be? I and maybe think had a that, little hat on, a little bucket I, hat. I think that you and I have just stumbled across <laughs> arguably very difficult, a very difficult way of advertising, but a really cool way of advertising, mm -hmm. put clothes on wild animals. Yeah, because that's not, you know, going to hurt them at all. <laughs> no, just like, you know, like maybe like a cool pair of shorts or like a like yeah. a shirt. And then, you know, they can use that for like a nest or like for playing. Yeah. You know, but like imagine, I don't know. Um, or for fashion. Like where, 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 where would you be? You're on, you're on like the uh, well, Great Wall of China and you're looking around. You see some like cool native, maybe like a uh, deer or something. Mm-hmm. Like, is that one is wearing like a shirt that says Sporty Spicers or something like that? I can't really tell what well, it says. Well, think about if all those 14 raccoons came out. How much scarier would it be if they all had Spooky Spouse's shirt or on? if they all, imagine, and not just Spooky Spouse's shirt, imagine if they all came out wearing the same outfit. Now that would be scary. Yeah, or they had Spooky Spouse's shirt on and then like the coyote shows up and he's got a Scavengers Network shirt on and you're like, what is happening? What would be scarier? Yeah. If the 14 wreck, let's forget about the coyote. Okay. Because, yes, it's important to the story, but, you know, different animal. Mm -hmm. What would be scarier? If the 14 raccoons came out and they were all wearing gloves, matching gloves, or if they came out and they were all wearing matching shoes? Probably the shoe. Well, would they have four shoes on or just two? Just two on their hind legs. Just two shoes. Just Probably like standard, shoes. standard little shoes. Because I'd be like, the gloves, I mean, they're weird about their food, like washing it. So maybe they're just being really clean. <laughs> so they walk with gloves and you'd be like, okay, I get it. 
I get it. They don't like to have dirty stuff. I get it. 14 raccoons are all wearing matching gloves. They're... <laughs> There's a pandemic going on. They have the right idea. <laughs> yeah. But shoes, it's like, where did they get those little raccoon shoes? And yeah. how did they get them on? Who gave those shoes to them? That's <laughs> what I would want to know. Maybe that's what the coyote's there for. He puts the shoes on the raccoons. You think so? Maybe. I love playing he pretend. He helps them. <laughs> We're just playing pretend. Isn't that great? That's, Yeah. Well, that's my stories. That's some stories that I have. That's what's happening in the world. While you're stuck in your house, that's what's going on. These are the types of things that don't happen on Twitter or <laughs> Facebook. You, these are the things that happen in the real world. Raccoons cornering a father and his son. When uh, raccoons stop being nice and start getting real. Raccoon real world. <laughs> <laughs> i could just imagine raccoon real world and then being like yeah everything was fine but then raccoon number six ate all my trash and now i'm po'd <laughs> sorry i'm po'd and who invited the yodi yeah no one even likes yodis here except for raccoon number eight wow i love raccoon real world oh boy not easy to say though but it's a fun show to i think would just about. imagine their little floating head things would be like because they don't talk it's just a bunch of squeaky noise and then like them going through the trash and like just being gross. Would there be subtitles or no? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, that might be fun. Where's my trash? <laughs> or just squeak, squawk, crash. Yeah. In incoherent squawking and squeaking. Yeah. Well, hey, speaking of incoherent squeaking and squawking, thank you for listening to our show. And we would also like to thank Eli Rexford Chambers for writing the music you heard at the beginning, the middle, and the end of our show. You can find our sweet special boy, Eli, on social media at Eli Who Does Music. He has arms that are made out of flutes. He has thighs that are trumpets, I think. And you know what his butt is? It's a bass clarinet. There's a little fart noise. Hmm. We'd also like to thank everybody at the Scavengers Network. It's a big group of heavy podcasters, of raccoons, I mean. I mean, of pa yeah, of podcasters. I don't know. I'm not sure. You can find everybody, um, us, a bunch of other great podcasts at thescavengersnetwork.com. We also, really quick, we'll have a new piece of merchandise, so please go check it out on SpookySpousesCast.com. It's a really, really cool shirt and a really cool sweater. That's right. Lindsay designed them, and she said it really fast, so I'm going to say it even faster. Lindsay designed some cool merch for Spooky Spouse Podcast, and you can find it on the website. It's going to be released next Friday, so get it for Christmas. Or whatever. Or whatever you want, really. Or wrecking holiday, whatever you want to do. <laughs> we would also like to thank each and every one of you for listening to our show, for hanging out with us every single week. We mean it. If you want to do the iTunes thing and the reviews and the stars, that, that that's fine. But honestly, the most important thing is that you listen and you tell people that you know about our silly little show. And also, if we wouldn't have you all listening, we wouldn't really be able to have a little ghost interview with our special bike friend, Matt Stevens, next week. Yeah, I'm very excited. It'll be very, very fun. Me too. Well, until next week, have a hopefully raccoon-free week. Yeah, I hope your week is free of raccoons. Oh, and also, I hope your week is full of the live stream we're going to do on Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. But mostly, I hope that you do not get surrounded by a bunch of feral mammals. Yeah. I mean, that sucks. Well, until next week, everybody, be safe, be nice, drink water, get some sleep, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye.
why not? Uh, what about? I'm gonna let's. T- okay, ready? <laughs> Hi. Okay, I'm gonna give you. I'm just gonna name a bunch of foods, and I want you to give me a yes or no if you like them or not. We're gonna test your mic. Okay. But it's just gonna be back and forth, bing bang bongo bringo. Ready? Do I say yes or no? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Licorice. No. Cream corn. No. Caviar. No. Biscuits. Yes. Bagels. Yes. Bread. Yes. Anchovies. Yeah. Salmon. Yes. Potatoes. Yes. Mashed potatoes. Yep. All potatoes. Mm-hmm. Cream corn. No. Okay. It was a trick. Carrots. <laughs> yes. Any kind? Yep. Creamed carrots. I had, is that just mashed potato carrots? Okay. So I guess that's a no then. Uh, <laughs> jelly beans. Well, yeah, I liked smashed up carrots. Jelly beans. Depends. Okay, so yes or no. You have to choose right now. Yes or no. Jelly beans. I will eat them. So yes. Yeah. Uh, Dark chocolate. Yes. Milk chocolate. Yes. White chocolate. Yeah. Okay, I get it. Mm -hmm. Um, And last but not least, croquembouche. Yes. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. How's your tea? Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content. PodCube. Podcasts from the past delivered to the future. With PodCube's pseudo-linear 4D adiabatic qubit streaming technology, you can select any point in history and record it for personal gain. What was the group dynamic with Australopithecus? What brand of cigarettes did the Spanish Inquisition smoke? Was Leonardo da Vinci a pants guy? Or a shorts guy? You can discover with PodCube. Listen for yourself to the flagship PodCube podcast, Alabaster's Haberdashery, recorded on location in 1880. Simply search PodCube, all one word, in your podcast app or visit poweredbypodcube.com. PodCube, the future is yesterday. Big well.